Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. for us as we go into a new year uh, a lot is a lot has happened uh, in the last couple of years and a lot of things have hit and things have changed and and uh, and, and sometimes we got to get refocused amen and God is uh, as we start a new year it's a, it's a great time to uh, uh, align our lives back to the Lord amen despite of what has happened in the past amen and, and even through the bad things God is still a faithful God and a good God Amen. And so if we can focus on that, he can get us through any storm. Uh, the, the, our banner rooted is a great theme. Amen. Because we're going to need to root ourselves down in order to be built up in him. But as we go deeper, amen, then when those storms come, we won't be moved. Amen. We'll be like a tree planted by the water. We shall not be moved. Amen. And so that's what God is looking for, a church that would simply trust him. But it, the trust comes by rooting ourselves deep inside of him. And our, our, our banner, I'll get it more into it as the year goes, amen, but not ministering on that. But I just want to remind you what we're going through right now. And God talked to, talk to us about being consistent. Come on, even through storms, inconsistency comes. We've got to stay faithful. Tell your neighbor, stay faithful. You've got to stay faithful through the storms because in those storms, you can learn. There is a lot to learn in storms, church. You may think they're bad or your hair's getting messed up or whatever you may think, you know, it, it is good. There's always good in God. God turns what seems evil to what? To what? Good. And so you got to look for the good even in that because God teaches us that and that's what strengthens us. Amen. But today I want to minister on a message entitled, Doing Your Part. Doing your part. Say that me. Say that with me. Doing your part. Say doing my part. Amen. How many know that we all have a part to do? I mean, I, I don't care if, if you just came here, you just joined us, or you've been here for a certain time. There is a part that all of us have to do. We all have to do it, and when we do it, we can grow individually, and we can grow as a church in 22. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to be reading verses 11 through 13. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 13. Amen. And the Word of God says this, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work. Somebody say His work. And to build up, somebody say build up, the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all, somebody say we all. I didn't know you were country. <laughs> say we all. Until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of our God, or, or, of uh, God's son, that we will be mature. Somebody say mature. Mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Amen. We all here have a part to do. Amen. Listen, 
none of us is better than all of us. Did you get that? None of us is better than all of us. Remember, two is better than one, right? And But three is even what? Even better, even greater, amen, hallelujah. Together, we are better, church. Together, we are better. Come on, you, come on. We, we, there's no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. Even lone ranger had Tonto. So I don't know where you got that name, lone ranger, amen, if Tonto was always there. Amen. But that, that proves that there, there's no lone rangers. We cannot make it on our own. I need you, and you need me. Tell your neighbor, I need you. Point to somebody say, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you guys. Come on. None of us is better than all of us. Amen. But our oneness, listen, our oneness in Christ does not take away what God has given to us individually. Come on. The Holy Spirit has given each disciple, each follower, special gifts to build up the church. Another translation says to equip, to prepare all saints to put into right standards, we all have a part to do. Whether you just got here, you got a part to do. Like I say, whether you've been here for a while, you got a part to do. Everyone has a part. Amen. But who does it start with? Come on. It says right here that we, we have a part in building his church. But who is Paul addressing right here first? See, Ephesians 4.11 says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. See, he's addressing to those who are anointed to leadership, to the servanthood of the house. It starts right there, church. Someone has to take the initiative, so it starts with leadership which is building, preparing, equipping, teaching people to live right by being an example. Our leaders in this house, it starts with us. It starts with you being and setting the example for others to follow. Now that we have these gifts, it is very crucial to use them. Now that you have been giving these gifts, these talents, you got to put them to work. Come on. Come on. We know the parable about the, the, the talents, right? Right? He gave one, one talent. He gave other two talents. And he gave one five talents. Amen. And, and what did he do? Come on. The, the one that had five talents, what did he do? He put it to work and he got what? He doubled it. Ten talents. The two got another talent. But the one that didn't do nothing buried it and did nothing with it. And, and we know what happened to that, that guy, right? Come on, we don't tell your neighbor, you don't want to be that guy. Come on. Tell your other neighbor, use your talent. Come on, use your talent, amen. It's very important to use them, amen. It's very important to, to use them in order to build up, to strengthen, and to encourage the church, the body. Tell your neighbor, it's not about you. Come on, it, it is not about you. I, I, you know, don't, don't come in, it's all about you, it's me, me, me. No, no, it's not about you, it's about the body. It's about all of us coming together, doing our part, and helping each other, building each other up, church. Now, if you want to physical, uh, you want to physically build up your body. And how many, uh, how many know that you got to exercise? 
How many know that you can't just, you know, you can't just think about it and all of a sudden muscles come? Wouldn't that be great, amen? Stomach, be gone. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's gone, hallelujah. You know, but you got to work at it, right? Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Just because you have a membership card, come on, to a gym, doesn't mean that you're in shape. Look, I got a membership to UNLV or whatever, the, whatever it's called. I don't even, you see, I don't go, amen, hallelujah. But just because you have a car doesn't mean you're in shape. You got to what? You got to use it. You got to exercise it. Amen. Come on, church. Just because you come to church doesn't make you a Christian, doesn't make you a disciple unless you exercise your faith. Come on. Just sitting here doesn't make you that I'm a Christian. No, no. You got to exercise your faith. The question is, church, listen. Are you exercising the gifts God has given you? In other words, are you doing your part? Because there are needs in the church. Come on, there are needs in the church. The one ministry, there's a need. Our children's ministry, there's a need. There's a need for teachers. There's a need for those that will be there, amen, and take care of our little ones, our, our infants, our middle class, our older class. Come on. Is there a talent inside you that you can use there? There's a need. There's a need for ushers and usherettes. Come on. There's always a need, right, Brother brother Edgar, right? Come on. There's always a need. We need men and women to rise up and say, I'll, I'll be an usher. I'll be, a, I'll, be a, 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 I'll be an usherette. And there's a need in the cafe. Come on, somebody. Come on. Anyone here can serve some coffee with a smile. It's not that hard. I'll teach you. <laughs> Come on, there's a need. Can somebody say amen? Come on, uh, cleaning or doing something. What I'm saying, everyone has a part to do, amen. Come on, it's equipping uh, is needed to inspire God's people to do the work. Uh, and the way that way, everybody can do their part. Well, I don't have no talent. I don't have this, amen. Uh, well, can you throw this bag of trash for me? Oh, that's easy, hallelujah. Come on. Hello. <laughs> amen. Tell your neighbor he's talking to you right now. See, 1 Corinthians 12, 22 says, In fact, listen, some parts that may seem the weakest and the least important are actually the most necessary. See, what can I do? I don't have this. I can only do this. Then let me tell you, that's necessary. That's necessary. It doesn't, you don't have to have great talent. You just got to be available. You got to just be here. here. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Come on. God could use anyone as long as you're available. Come on, somebody. Service. Listen, church. Doing your part is what unites all the members of the body of Christ. Christ himself set the example. In Mark chapter 10, 45, it says this. For even the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Come on, Jesus said in Luke chapter 22, 27, who is more important, the one that sits at the table or the one that serves? The one that sits at the table, of course, but not here. He's talking about the church. Not here, for I, speaking of Christ, am, I, I'm among you as the one who serves. 
So even Jesus himself didn't come to, to kick back in the chair. He didn't just come to receive. He came to serve. He came to give his life as a ransom. Come on, Christ died for you. Don't forget that. I say Christ died for you. Come on, somebody. The blood of Jesus set us free, and he laid down his life for friends. Amen. And we, when we give our lives to Jesus, are to do the same thing and lay down our lives for him. And say, God, I want to be who you were to me. Come on, somebody say amen. We got to be here to serve. Serve. You know, that's why in, in our leadership here, I don't call them just, I don't call them leaders. Because leaders, you, you walk around with a big head sometimes. I'm a leader. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor, can I get a leader badge? Amen. I want a big L in mine. Amen. Because I'm a big leader. Hallelujah. And I've seen it go into the heads of people that, you know what, leadership, that I'm someone big or I'm above everyone else here. No, no, we're not above anyone. Jesus says, I serve along with them. I'm one who serves among them, among them, amen. That's why I, I changed our leadership to servanthood. I said, you're a servant. You're a servant before the Lord. So here's your towel. Put it here, and you tell people, how can I serve you? We're here to serve. Even I, I'm here to serve, church. I'm not above anyone. I'm not above. God just put me in charge here, but I'm not above anyone. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve you. What can I do for you? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody say amen. Now, if the question is, are you doing your part? If you know what your gifts are, and some of you guys know what your gifts are, you can lie to me and say, I don't know. I, you do. You know your gifts, right? You say it. Say yes, Pastor. <laughs> They're seeing you on Facebook right now. <laughs> Come on. There are gifts that you guys know. You know the gifts. Come on, there's some that, man, it's evident. Some of it's evident. Some of it's there. Some have been spoken over you. Some of you have said it before. You know what your gifts are. And now that you know your gifts, you say, I, you have to look for opportunities in order to serve in them. If you don't know how to use them, and then you need to ask God, how do I use this gift? Come on. Or get with a leader, get with someone that can help you. But you got to learn, you got to study, and then you got to use the gift. There was a gift that always fascinated me, and I always told God, I, I want this gift. And I wanted the gift of in interpretation. I wanted the gift to, you know, to hear someone speak a tongue and, and then interpret that tongue. It, that fascinated me. I said, God, I, I want to be that man. I want to be that voice of yours. I want to be the, the, uh, the, the mouthpiece of who you are to your people. Amen. And, and I had to study, and I, I, and I, I studied, and I wanted it. It came, it came into my heart, and God gave it to me. But I had to use it. I had to develop it and grow into it. See, if you don't know what they are in your life, because there are some that don't know, ask God. God, what's my gift? There's some obvious parts that you can do something in the church because all of us have a part to do. There are things that we can do that we think that we don't, we don't have to have special talents. Amen. Come on, like a serving a cup of coffee is not a special talent. 
Come on, running a credit card. It's not a special talent, amen. Those are things that can be taught. Are you following me? But there are some gifts, amen, that you, if you, if you don't know what they are, and say, God, I want to do something in the kingdom of God. What is my gift to the body? Those special gifts, if you ask him, he'll show you. He'll teach you. But as you begin to recognize your special area of service, use your gifts to strengthen, listen, and encourage the church. Together, somebody say together. Together we can root ourselves in Christ, amen, that we can be built up in Christ, amen, but we all have to do a part. If we're going to grow as a church, every person here has a part to do. Somebody just nod your head at me. Because if you're not your head, like, oh, I don't got no part. I don't, need, I don't want to do nothing. <laughs> no, we all have a part to do. And if we all do it, then we become a healthy church. And we can start to grow as a church. How many want to grow? How many want to see these seats filled? Hallelujah. Come on, how many want to knock some walls down? Hallelujah. Come on, we talk about walls. Man, we were blown up here, amen. The devil came and did his little dumb thing. Stupid devil, you know, and, but, but it's not over. Hallelujah. Come on, God, God gets final word. Amen. Variety, right, right, I need more water. Hallelujah. I get, I get so excited sometimes. I get excited. I get excited. I'm excited. Amen. I'm Mexican. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm the one that says a Sprite, a chicken, you know, those kind of things. Amen. <laughs> but I get excited, amen, for, for the things, amen, what God's doing, amen. We got, we got to get excited because we all have a part to do, amen. God, listen, has given his church an enormous, listen, a big, giant responsibility, and that is, listen, it has not changed, Lord. It, even though this, uh, this virus, this, this pandemic has hit, amen, come on, it has not changed what the responsibility that God has given the church, and that is to go and make disciples uh, in every city, uh, in every state, uh, in every nation, church. Uh, come on, this responsibility does not fall just on me, me and my wife. It's all our responsibility is to build his church. This involves preaching, teaching, healing, involves nourishing, giving, building, helping, as well as many other things, church, but it takes all of us, listen, doing our part. If we had to fulfill this command alone, church, we might as well just give up without trying because it would be impossible. If I would just, me and my wife would just do this, it'd be impossible. We'd get on each other's nerves and we'd probably be divorced or something. Come on. I'm telling you the truth. It takes all of us, church. All of us doing it eases the load. All of us doing it, everyone benefits. Everyone benefits. We can't just sit here and just, just take it all in for yourself. Amen. And not exercise. You'll become a big, I won't even go there. But you know what I'm talking about. That's why God called us, say me, say all of us, members of what? Of one body. Some of us can do these things. 
Some others can do these things, church. But together, somebody say together. Together as, as we obey God, we can do more than anyone alone. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 27 says, All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Tell your neighbor, I'm part of it. Do you feel special now? Excited, amen. I got excited over here. I'm discipling him right, amen. We all have a part. You're part of it. You're part of God's plan. Ain't that awesome? You're part of God's plan. He chose you, us, a nobody. Come on, a loser for, for what society thought of and picks up. He says, I'm going to use that loser. I'm going to use that nobody, amen. They're part of my kingdom, amen. And we have the great responsibility of winning and making disciples all over the world. You're part of that. Feel special. Tell yourself, I'm special. Not that special, but special. Come on, you're part of something great, church. It's beyond what you see right here. We see a few people, oh, yeah. No, this is a lot bigger. Oh, it's so much bigger, church. That's why when you go to a conference where we came out of, then you say, oh, this is is bigger. Come on, it's just not just us. We got churches all over the world, church. We're we're in over 40 nations. Come on, somebody. We are part of something big. Come on, hallelujah. And you are part of it. You're part of that. Come on, you got to feel special. God, I'm part of this. You see, as a body of Christ, we can do more together, amen, than we can do it by ourselves. Working together, the church can express, listen, the fullness of Christ. When we come together, then we show how big Christ really is to the world. When we're fighting and bickering and division and this and that and that, 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 that you know what I'm talking about. Then we, we, show, we show a weakened Christ, a weakened church. But when we come together and we put things together, like you ladies, amen, when you come together and put this together for this conference, oh, my God. Woo! Aren't you excited? I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm not even a woman. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. You can- oh, God's going to move. God's going to bless you guys. Amen. Come on. But it benefits the whole church because what you do is going to flow over on that Sunday when Pastor Joey preaches. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, you don't even know what's going to come. Amen. Oh, man. If you knew, you'd be more excited than seeing you right now. Like, oh, God. We can't point the camera that way, sis. <laughs> Church, we've got to work together. When we work together, listen, it expresses the fullness of Christ. As we work together in 2022, listen, church, it creates unity. Uh, and that with that unity, listen, brings maturity. The definition of maturity is this. Can you throw it up there, guys? Come on, we've got to be quicker than that. Come on, come on. Don't sleep on me, guys. Don't. There it goes. Thank you. Maturity is this. Amen. Come on. The, uh, it means fully develop adulthood grown up. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbors, time to grow up. 
It's time to grow up, amen. See, maturity is not that you have grown old in the church, amen. It's not that you have grown up in the church, amen, but you have grown up in the church. Maturity, amen. Maturity is thinking of others, not living for self. we got to think about each other, church. When someone's hurting, when someone's down, you, say me, are to lift up and encourage that person. Pray for that person. If you know, if you're going through a season, no one, oh, no one knows, then you need to reach out to somebody and say, hey, can you just pray for me? Come on, don't just spill out and just start pointing all the wrongs of what's going on in your life. Just say, you know what? I'm going through a season. God knows what it is. Can you join me in prayer? Can you do that? And let a person encourage you in prayer. Let them encourage you through words, church. Maturity is about thinking to others. Like right now, we think about our sister, Erica, who lost a father. Amen. Are you thinking about her? Praying for her. I'm praying for her family. Sign the card. Thinking about you, sis. And then pray. I say, I hope you think about me during the week. Not like, and not when you see me. Oh, there's pastor. <laughs> but pray about, pray for me and my wife. You're, you know, we're, we're going through a season right now. You know, you're, you're going through a season? How about us trying to navigate through this season? I don't have all the answers. Sometimes I'm pulling my hair. The little I have, amen. These are not spikes. These are pulls. <laughs> Pastor Paxton, no, no, these are pulls. And some of you guys make me pull your, my hair. Hallelujah. But no, I, I, we don't know. God, help my pastor navigate us through this season. God, what is he going through? What, what, what things are bothering him? You know, the enemy attacks you. Don't you think the enemy attacks me and my wife? Come on. God, pray for them. God, I, I pray that they make right decisions. They hear your voice. That's what I need, church. See, in bi biblical sense, maturity is this, fully developed in Christ. An adult in Christ, full of Christ, complete in Christ, amen. That is the perfection or the completeness of a person, amen, when they are full of Christ, the full measure of Christ inside of them. It's talking about a person that has decided. Anybody make a decision here for Jesus? Come on, have you decided? Uh, or you decided just to stay uh, on the sideline, stay with the media, stay with this pandemic, stay with this virus? Uh, have you made a decision uh, to follow Jesus? Amen. Uh, come on, have you made a decision? Uh, you know what? I've drawn the line. Amen. No turning back for me, Pastor. I'm going full board. Amen. I'm going all the way with Christ. Amen. Uh, I'm going all the way. Come on. You got to make a decision, church, that you know what? I'm not playing church no more. Come on, somebody. I'm not just going to go to church anymore, but a person that decides to be the church. Have you made that decision? Come on. You got to make a decision. You know what? I'm not reliving 22 or 21. I ain't going back there. Some of you guys are still back there. Still in the worries. Things, the seasons that you've gone through, storms and the battles of 21, where God says, you know, you need to draw a line. Step into 22. There are greater things ahead of you than behind you, church. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, if you don't believe it, then you've got you to root yourself in Christ. 
You got to be complete in Christ. When you start to be complete in Christ, then you start to grow up and you start to mature. And you don't start to just worry about yourself. Me, me, me. No, no, you start to think about others and think about the body. Because we, 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 we need everybody, church. We got to come together. We got to all do our parts. And then we can grow. Come on, somebody say amen. That is the fullness of Christ. That is being complete in Christ, church. In other words, we need to grow up and be an adult for Jesus. Guys, it's time to put your games away. Come on. It's time to be a man. It's time to be a woman and start to do what you need to do in Christ. Look what it says uh, after in Ephesians chapter 4, 16 through, I mean, uh, chapter 4, 14 through 16. This is what happens when we become complete. This is what happens when we come together as a family. This is what happens when we start to reflect the fullness of Christ in our lives and in our church. Amen. It says this. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Come on, that's what's happening today, man. There's so many immature Christians today that they're not, they're not, they're, they're, they're acting like kids, amen. And everything that blows their way, every, every lie that's coming from the enemy is, 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 they're, they're just confused. It's happening in the church. It says that when we come together as a church, amen, then we, we will grow up, amen. We will not be immature, amen. And so we will understand what is truth and what is lie, amen. Instead, it says, we, say I, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. Uh, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own Special work, amen. When we do that, it says it helps other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. See, when we start to put our things aside and start to focus on God and be the reflection of Christ to this world and to each other as brothers and sisters, church, then we are not going to stumble. Then we're not going to say, I give up. We're not going to stay home. We're going to come to church. We're going to be in the body. We're going to do what we need to do. Come on. It says it helps the other parts grow. How can that part grow when you're missing? How can all the parts grow when parts are missing, church? It's when we come together, whether it be on a Wednesday night, amen, or a Sunday, amen. Come on. We're not religious here, amen. It's not just a Sunday church, hallelujah. It's an everyday church, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We come together, amen, and that builds the other parts, amen, and it starts to grow, and the body is healthy, growing, and more importantly, full of love. Love. The love of Christ, the love that overlooks offenses. Come on, the, the love that overlooks all these things that bring division, church. The love of Christ, not your love. You start to learn God's love. And you start loving your spouse, even when you don't feel like loving your spouse. <laughs> it's the love of Christ, church. Come on, better for worse, that just starts to pop up inside of you. You say, I'm not giving up. Ah, no, no. 
Hmm, for better or for worse, this is it, baby. Ride or die, come on, hallelujah. You get crazy, amen. You got to get crazy. This is it, amen. You know what? I don't like you right now, but we're going to make it. That's, 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 that's what it is because you start to put God in the picture, and when you start to put God in the picture, then your roots start to grow down, and then you start to grow up. And then now you can encourage someone else, hey, we're going through a trial too, but hang in there. Let's fast together. When's the last time you called a couple? Let's fast. I'll fast for your marriage, you fast for mine. Oh, don't, don't, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I'm telling you, this is a year of fasting, church. If you have never fasted, this is a year that you need to fast. I'm telling you, fast is going to sustain you through the storm. Uh, it's part of my life. It's, it's, it's discipline in my life. I put it in part of my life every, every week. I got to do it for me and for you. I do it for you. I don't do it anything. I don't, I don't want no pat on that. I do it because I care for the body. You got to care for your brother and sister. You got to just come on. Let's do it. Let's put the flesh aside. Let's come on. Let's slap the devil for a little bit. All right. Did you do it? I did it. Do you feel better? Yes. I'm telling you, you'll, you'll feel better. You know, if you're not used to it, it's going to be hard for that first day. Ah, okay, I pray for brother. That's so sorry. Yeah. No, you got, you got to really mean it. Come on, somebody. Mature. Mature. <laughs> Maturity, listen, brings the completeness in Christ. Another translation says that we'll no longer, listen, be infants. Man, there's so many crybabies in the church. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. Don't, 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 don't look at us. Not us. No, it's you guys too. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the church. It's the body. There's a lot of crybabies in the church. Why? Because they're not mature. Let's be honest. Come on. It falls on everybody, church. Leadership, everybody. There's crybabies in the church. And what, right now we're crying because we're confused at times, amen. And, but we, we forgot the fullness of Christ, church. We've got to deepen ourselves in the roots of Christ, amen, and do our part. When everybody's doing their part, the church continues to grow healthy, church, even in those rough times. Hello. Come on. 1 Corinthians 14, 20 says this, brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. See, he's talking to the church. He's not talking to the sinner. He's talking to the chill, the children of the church, the crybabies in the church. Stop thinking like children in regard to be uh, evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. To those things of the world, be naive to those things. But you know what? In your thinking, be, a, be grown up in Christ. Ephesians 6, 11 says this, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. That's completeness, church. When you stand in the Lord and say, God, my strength draws from, like he said this morning, right? Come to me. You're trying to fight this in your own strength. Let me give you my strength. My strength will sustain you. My strength will get you through any storm, any battle. You've got to draw to me. Why you're weakening, why you're going through your season, why you're crying so much is because you're relying, listen, on your own strength. He says, finally, this is talking about the armor. This is after the armor. He goes, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Then you'll be complete. How many know that Christ is the truth? 
He's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Christ, I am the way, the truth, and what? The life. No one gets to the Father but through me. You got you, Christ is the answer, church. Come on, and the Holy Spirit is the one who guides the church. He is the spirit of truth, amen. If the truth is inside of you, church, come on, and I believe it's inside of you, then it has to, listen, bring maturity. It has to bring completeness in you, in Christ, because Christ is the truth. And if you stand in the truth and Christ is inside of you, then there's truth inside of you. So you are more than an overcomer, amen. You do have victory in Jesus, amen. You are an overcomer through the blood of the Lamb and through the word of your testimony, church. Because Christ lives inside you. All things, listen, are possible. Come on, it's like maybe I can. No, you can because Jesus is inside of you. John 16, 13 says this, but when he, speaking of the spirit of truth, comes, he, speaking of the Holy Ghost, will guide you into all truths. Jesus may be gone, but he says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. What he says, I'm going to send you a gift. I'm going to send you a comfort. I'm going to send you your best friend. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And he will guide you in all truth. Not your own intellect. Not your, your emotions, not what you feel. No, no. Holy Spirit, lead me here. Guide me here in this situation. Because if we lean upon our own understanding, that's when things get messed up, church. Come on. When you be lean on your own emotions, and I'm not saying that we don't have feelings, church. We all have feelings. We all have hurts. But you're not supposed to live there. God, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Help me to guide me in my truth. Because if you follow by your feelings, church, the enemy will mess with you. Now, the devil is the opposite of the truth, right? If Jesus is truth, then he's a liar, right? He is true and speaks the truth. God cannot tell a lie, church, but the devil is the father of lies. Come on. That's what the Bible calls him, right? Now, as followers of Christ, we must commit to the truth. Which means that both our words, what we say, and our actions should reflect in pleasing him. I'm here to please God. I'm not here to please you guys. I'm here to please the Lord. He is my number one audience that I'm here to please. And through that will be a reflection that hopefully it blesses you. Amen. But what I say has to be matching what I do. Come on, what I say has to match my walk, church. I can't be saying one thing and walking a different way. We're a liar. Come on, but when the truth is inside of us, then our, our words have to match our actions. And when we're doing that, then Christ is inside of us. We are reflecting the character of Christ in us. Are you following me? Shake your head. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Speaking the truth in love is not always easy. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, it's not easy, huh? Come on, it's, it's not always easy to say the truth, but it's necessary. Listen, church, if the church is going to do Christ's work in the world, in describing or describing the, the mature Christian, Paul says that the one uh, that, that, that one of those marks is someone that has the ability, listen, to speak the truth in love. Sounds simple, but it seems so hard for most people because some people speak good at the truth, but fall short in doing it in love. Come on. How's my hair? 
do you like my haircut, sis? Uh, it sucks. <laughs> Instead of saying, you know what, sis, I liked your other hair before. I mean, it's nice, but we don't say it, we don't say it in, in love. Come on, somebody. Some of us, we just tell the truth. Yeah, those, what kind of outfit is that? <laughs> You know, we, we just, yeah, we just, we just, blah, we just throw it out there, amen. Come on, somebody. And, and I hate to say this, amen, I'm not trying to point anything out, but ladies, you're, you are bad at that sometimes. It is the truth. Guys don't care, amen. We don't at times. We don't care. Now, I'm not saying some guys don't do that, but come on, ladies, we kind of cut each other up sometimes. We tell the truth and say, do it in love. You know, you're not going to let your sister go out there and you say, oh, man, I'm going to tell her the truth. Amen. She thinks she's rocking it and she's not, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. I mean, you got you to gotta have a way of saying it. We, we're so good at saying the truth. Listen, but we don't do it in love. Are you following me? I'm just trying to set an example here. Then there's others that do a good job in love, but have a hard time telling the truth. It's okay. It's all right. God understands. No one's saying, sister, stop that. Brother, stop that. Come on. And, and doing it in love. But you got to tell the truth sometimes. You know, we can't just comfort them. You know what? I have a saying. Hurt me with the truth. Don't comfort me with a lie. Hurt me with the truth, but don't comfort me with a lie. So Paul is describing here to do both. He says, speak the truth, but do it, listen, in a loving manner. Listen, you have, if you have a problem with another believer, come on, an issue with a brother and sister in the church, amen, don't go telling everybody else about it. Go directly to that person and speak the truth in love. Now, the, if the issue is sensitive, then take somebody who's mature, listen, to witness it. Don't try to handle it yourself. Oh, I'm going to go tell the truth right now, you know. No, no. If it's a sensitive issue, you know something's going to stir, take somebody mature that can just make sure that everything runs okay. Are you following me? Let's grow as a church. Maturity in truth is going to take us to the next level. Come on, how many want to go to the next level? How many want to just stay right here? Come on, we're not meant to stay right here. We're meant to go higher and higher. God takes us what? From glory to glory, right? Come on. There's things that God wants to do. This is not it. We're not supposed to just stay right here. This is it. This is, I got it. I got my niche. I got my, I got it right here. This is it. No, no. God wants to take you higher. Don't settle for this. Go higher in Christ. He's so, so much more that he wants to do. Amen. We need to go to the next level as a church. Amen. Where we will not be ta tossed and blown. Oh, come on. By everything that comes at us. But standing solid, mature, and complete in Christ. Amen. Standing in the truth, church. This is where we stand, church, is in the truth. Amen. Oh, come on. You, you, you're settled right here. But then a storm comes and it wipes you out. How many have been there before? Come on, you, you thought you have it together. You know, I'm good. I'm right here. I don't want no more. I, I got it solid. I got my routine. I, we're good. She's good. I'm good. The kids are good. Hallelujah. And then boom. You got to go to the next level, church, that you don't get blown. You got to go to that next level to get stronger. And come on, you can't just go a little bit rooted. You got you to gotta keep growing. We keep growing till Christ comes, church. 
The things that we're facing right now as a nation and around the world right now that happened these couple of years ago, these last past years, church, is nothing, listen, nothing to compare what's going to come. And if this knocked you on your teeth or, or knocked you out for a little bit, the next will take you completely out. I'm speaking truth, church. I'm trying to root you. I'm trying to build you to say, you know what? We need each other. We need each other in these times that are coming, church. There's a time that's coming. There's a rise, church. There's a rise that's coming, church. The next thing that's come is the mark. Are you ready for that? We don't have it together, church. We're going to be blown away. We got masks. We got mandates. The mark is coming. All in that order. Are you ready? Now, a day can be a thousand years. A thousand years can be a day, church. I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow, but it's coming. Are you living like Christ is coming today? Are you in your mess? Are you going to be caught in your mess when he blows that trumpet? Mad at your spouse, mad at the world, mad at everything else? Or are you going to say, I'm going to do my part? Because I don't want to be caught left behind. Come on, church. The devil is so crafty of taking you out of God's will and taking you out of destiny. Don't listen to his life, church. It's time to grow. It's time to be an adult as a Christian. Not be crybabies in the church no more. And say, God, I need to be mature. I need to be adult. I need to be sensitive. I need to speak things in truth, but in love. Are you following me, church? So how do we do this? Everybody doing their part. Everyone doing their part. Just like I said in the beginning, none of us is better than all of us. Together, we are better, church. If we all do our part, amen, and use the gifts to build each other up and build a church and build PCLV, amen, we'll do it in unity. We'll create unity. The Bible says that we will no longer be immature, amen, but be complete in Christ, amen. You see, Christ forms us into one body, amen, into a group of individuals, amen, that are united in a purpose, amen, and their love for one another, amen, and their love for the Lord. That is what's being rooted, church, in our church. That is what's being part of rooted in this year of 2022, amen, that if one stumbles, church, the rest of the group is there to pick up that person, amen, help her to him and get up, amen, and continue their walk with God, amen. If a person, if a person falls into sin, then that person can find restoration, listen, through the church, not condemnation, restoration. Come on, we're all going to fall short, church. Come on, has anyone here fallen short since you got saved? All of us, church, we've all fallen short. There are things I say that I should not have said. But the church restores me. His blood covers me. His grace is available to me, church. No one's perfect. We, if one falls down, ah, you see Brother Sean start gossiping. No, no. Let's encourage each other. Just build each other. Just pray for each other. Together we can do it. Better together. You guys are holding hands now. I'm not holding hands. Okay, all right, all right. 
All right, it is. You can fight it together. Come on, each one has to do a part. In a marriage, you've got to do your part. Do your part. And sometimes that, that, that other person's weakened. The other person's going through a trial. I'm going to fight. I'm going to stand. I'm going to root myself for my marriage. You've got to make up your mind. Don't, don't follow the leader. Don't follow. Uh, well, I'm going to join him. I'm going to join her. Okay, let's just fight. <laughs> you know, I told my wife, I'm done with fighting. I'm done. I'm not here to fight, amen. Not that we won't have our healthy arguments and decisions that I'll stand up, but it, but I, it never takes it never takes me to a place that you know I'm done with you. Okay, baby, I'm gonna. But I, we never sleep in other beds. When we're fighting, I'm sleeping right here. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and then she's the same way. So I'm not going nowhere. But through the course of all that, being all that, we kind of touch each other and like, okay, we're good. We're good. And then she pushes me away. <laughs> but we're good, amen. Spouses, don't give up your bed. I'll tell you right now. Stay in that bed. Don't be, even if you're mad at her or him, stay in that bed. You stay in that bed because once you start to divide, the enemy comes. Stay there. Claim this is my marriage. Stop it. Pray. Do what you need to do. Bible says don't go to bed what angry. Work it out. Say, we'll fight tomorrow. But today, tonight we sleep, baby. <laughs> we sleep today, tomorrow we fight. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians, I'm going to wrap it up here. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 says, Brothers and sisters, if a person gets trapped by, doing, by wrongdoing, those who are spiritual, those who are mature, those that are healthy, full of Christ, should help that person turn away from their doing wrong. Do it, listen, it says, do it in a gentle way, in love. At the same time, listen, watch out for yourself so that you are not tempted. Sometimes we get caught up, especially in marriages, listen, where they start speaking things about spouses, and then they start to reflect, and you start reflecting on your spouse. You got to watch yourself. Help that person. Don't take it. Accept it and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to join you here. Yeah, this knucklehead of mine. And now, now you're no longer praying and encouraging. Now you're like, you're, 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 on, the, you're on the husband's now. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's go out girls' night. You know, whatever you, whatever you guys do, amen. Are you following me, church? <laughs> I'm making light of it, but that's what happens. Come on. Watch out when you're trying to counsel somebody. Hear them out and give them godly direction. Don't start to reflect on your own life. Come on. Start to focus on the person that's coming to you. I'm going to close today. Amen. God is looking. Listen. God is looking for mature, complete, living the truth church in 22. What we need to do church in this is strive somebody say strive we need to strive for holiness holiness will always align you to God when you feel mad put holiness back in your pocket holiness will always point you to God because we need to be holy because what he says be holy for I am holy but it takes all of us 
Like I said, it's hard sometimes individually. If we were just lone rangers doing our own thing, we'd all be damaged people. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in the church, listen, that try to handle things on their own, and it makes it worse. The body's here to help each other. Reach out to someone that's mature that can help you in your situation. Amen? But when you do reach out, listen for advice. Don't start to... You came for, you came for advice. You came, and there's nothing wrong with spilling out. Sometimes we got to unload. And if they come to you, and you're the person, let them unload. Hear them out. And let the Holy Spirit direct you what you need to say. Don't stop them. Don't start saying things. Hear them out. That's where they're at right now. A lot of us need to dump some, some things out. A lot of people don't dump things. They hold it in, then they explode. If you want, if you don't explode on each other. Explode on me. Explode on, on somebody else. That's strong. Come on, don't just pick the new person. Hey, come here. Can I talk to you? You're going to mess up that person. Don't do that to new people. Amen. Hallelujah. Go to a mature Christian. It takes all of us in, in doing our part to building each other. Amen. It starts in headship, leadership. It starts with me down to our servanthood, down the line, church. We help each other. Amen. Praise the Lord. We all do our part, and it helps the other parts grow. And if the other parts are growing, then the body is healthy, church. Healthy, listen, church, full of love. Don't it feel good when we're, everything is good and we're loving each other and we're not walking in hating everybody and like, oh, they came and uh, she's here and <laughs> it don't feel good. Come on. Let's walk in loving each other, amen. We're going to have just.